Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Riley. And it's Ian. Do you know what Liberland is first so you yeah. could explain it? So Liberland is a place by Croatia and um, what's Serbia. It? Serbia. So it's I believe it's a place between Croatia and Serbia. Correct. Right. And it's, it's not very big. in the big. middle of a river between the two the, countries. Okay. What? I thought it was a swampy area, not just like actually a river. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so it's, I don't really understand or remember at least because I heard like the Tom Woods episode about it years ago or something like that but basically somehow or another this guy named jeb i don't remember his last name he has a very um european like polish sounding last last name uh he got control of it in some way or another he's the president of it do you know ian the president of no i'm saying how do you know how they got control of it of liberland yeah so liberland was uh what they described as Terra nullius, which means no man's land. And the idea was that there, the history of this land is essentially that for whatever reason, and I don't remember the details on this. It's been years since we talked about the origins of Liberland on this show. We've had the president of Liberland, uh, Vit Gedlishka, on the program. Vit, or Vit, Vit, V-I-T. I thought it was Jed. That's what I was saying. You didn't mm. cor- uh, correct me. No, I'm sorry. Um but uh, the we've had him on the show, and for whatever reason, neither Serbia nor Croatia laid claim to this particular part of this river for right. some reason, and, and probably because it's just a swamp. And, and it's not very large. Ian said it's not bigger than our neighborhood. No, I don't know about that. It's I think we looked at it, I think it was like a few kilo- kilometers square or something like that. That's not a very big plot of land. No, and it's not I, I guess if people really wanted it, they should have it. Well, and they didn't really care enough about it, so the Liberland folks came up and said, well, we'll just go ahead and claim this for ourselves, and they did that. Um, this was probably about a decade ago at this point that this happened, and they said, well, we're just going to make this into our own libertarian country, Liberland. They're supposed libertarians who are behind this thing. It's always been promoted in that way. The Liberland people, the rep- quote representatives or whatever you want to call them, the people who are Representing Liberland. They seem pretty uh, libertarian. They seem that way. I I had a friend in Utah who's the one of the Utah representatives of Liberland, and he is definitely a libertarian. Yeah, and that's who they've been marketing to over the years. Um, Looks like it is seven kilometers square or 2.7 square miles in area. Uh, So very, very small. It says here it is roughly the same size as Gibraltar, but I don't know how big that is either. Neither. I've never been there, and I don't know either. I don't know where it is either. Um, but it is small, regardless, and it is a swamp, so how much of it is actually useful, I don't know. But they made this claim on this this property, and they, you know, in order to claim a place as your own, you got to go there, right? Like, if this is going to be a country, quote-unquote, then you have to settle Liberland. At least that's the thinking I would have. I mean, if you're going to claim a place, you might as well set up shop there and build houses or claim land there. Yeah, and they, um, they, when they went out to Liberland, they were stopped by force um, on the part of the Croatian border patrol, essentially. The Croatian police uh, would target the Liberlanders who were trying to just simply go, and I think they were coming from Serbia, so they would like you know, park their cars or whatever on the Serbian side, and then they would get into a boat 
and they would try to go to Liberland. And we reported on this on Free Talk Live at the time uh, about how it is that these people were getting arrested. The Liberlanders were essentially uh, performing civil disobedience. And they uh, were getting arrested for this uh, act of just simply trying to go to a swamp in the middle of this, I think it's the Danube River, mm. if I recall correctly. Um, just by by comparison here, by the way, I did just pull up Keene, New Hampshire, which is a small city here in uh, the western side, southwestern corner of New Hampshire. Keene, according to the Wikipedia entry, has a total of 37 square miles of land. So, what does that make it of um, New Hampshire, a 15th or something? I oh, mean, I of, of, of Keene, what... I meant to say. Keene oh, is a 15th. Liberland? Liberland's a 15th of Keene? Yeah, roughly a, uh, yeah, a little less than a 10th. Yeah, 15th, probably probably about right. Yeah. I don't know if that's really how it uh, It's works. a very small fraction of what Keene is, right? So Keene's, Keene's a small town. huge or anything. It has... Yeah, it's a very small town. It's yeah. smaller than the town I the city I came from in southern Utah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it allegedly has 20,000 people, but I don't know how you really calculate that when it's a college town and like half of the people that live here don't live here part of the year. Yeah. yeah. Well, they do the census usually when the college is here. So Keene, I think, has a census number of like 22 or 23,000. They will give you apparently as many as 1,500 square meters uh, in order for you to develop into in Liberland. Mm. Now, I am curious to know how many square meters is in an acre because I did not actually look that up. Honestly, like an acre doesn't mean much to me anyway. Like how much is our house? How many square meters is our house? I was going to tell you that. So this property is about a tenth of an acre. Okay, well. And apparently um, it is about 4,000 square meters is in one square. In one acre, I guess, according to so the calculator site. of that? So we have about 400 square meters. So yeah, I guess you get a fairly large uh, chunk of property. You get about That's... maybe a quarter of an acre. How That's many do they nice. get? You get about 1,500 uh, square meters. So more than our house? Yes, that's well, about that's... three times as large as this property. So, how many people can they even fit there? I'm not sure about that. I haven't done. I haven't done the math. That's a nice little chunk. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Um, so, so option one was you have to commit to doing 25 days straight. You got to mm-hmm. be prepared to stay there for most of a month and and begin construction immediately. The second option is if you would prefer to commence construction at a later date. You must make arrangements with their land registrar. So this is something else they've done over the last several years is they've sort of created their own government and bureaucracy, for lack of a better term. There is a government of Liberland, even though they don't live there yet. I guess they do now, but prior to August, they didn't live there, but they were still operating as though they were the government of Liberland. Jedlichka is the president. So his last name starts J-E-D? Okay, that's where I thought his name was Jed. Uh, and so, it was a one-syllable, three-letter name. And <laughs> Bear in mind, times vary with three months allocated for a standard cabin and up to one year for more complex structures. During the initial 25-day period, engage with your Wait, fellow... Wait, they give you a certain amount of time to build your house? Yeah, it sounds like it. They so want people you, who are people serious. Aren't like, yeah, messing around. During the initial 25-day period, engage with your fellow Liberlanders or contribute to collective public project efforts on the land. And then they tell you there's these thing about merits this is what i was kind of referring to earlier where they've come up with a way to reward people who are contributing a certain energy or you know time or whatever resources to uh furthering the concept of liberland they gain these things called merits this all sounds good so far because they're like agreeing to this before they go yep 
And they say for every 10 merits you hold, you can settle one square meter of land. Hmm. So that's how they're determining who gets to do this and who doesn't. Hmm. Um, So I don't want to go into too much more detail about who gets to construct. Uh, They do say if you don't have any merits yet, you can still become a Liberland settler. You can become an e-resident of Liberland. That's the e-residency thing, the electronic residency you can register at border.liberland.org for your visa for 25 days. Spend 25 consecutive days in the area, either building your own house or assisting your fellow settlers who work on various public projects aimed at increasing the chances and speed of Liberland's success. Earn 200 merits for each of the 25 days you complete after the completion of your 25-day long settlement. After the 25 days, use those merits to obtain your citizenship. Okay, they, well, that's not yeah. bad then. So if you're willing to go and be the true pioneer, you don't have to have done anything up until this point. Literally was, a little house in the uh, prairie. Yeah, or the swamp in this in this case. But yeah. <laughs> up until this point, there were things you could do to get these, these merits. But if you have never had a merit, if you just heard about Liberland for the first time tonight... I got to give them credit for allowing these people to be willing to show up and and do this, to just show up with the construction equipment and get to work for 25 days straight. And then you will essentially be given the prize. It sounds to me like, and I'm not a representative here, but reading what they've, they've written here, it sounds like you will obtain citizenship by putting the work in yep. to it, basically, and being the That doesn't first sound to too bad because at least somebody could earn their place in Liberland. Being somebody who is a uh, you know, self-starter and is willing to help out the community that they're trying to build there. Right. Now, I don't know if uh, communists would be uh, attracted to a job like this um, because obviously they don't, they probably want liberty-minded people to move here. I don't so think I don't communists know. would because like, just because they're doing things to help each other out doesn't mean like they're going to not have to do any work for food. That's what communists want. Yeah. Some communists are very lazy. Ian dug up something a little disheartening about the whole situation. Yeah, I was pretty excited to hear they were finally settling Liberland. It's been a long time coming, like most of a decade, if I recall correctly. I feel like they've been around since uh, around 2013 and have been trying to access the property, getting arrested by the Croatian government or in the earliest days. And then the Croatian government kind of seemed to back off. And then they started throwing yearly festivals there, the Floating Man Festival. And then in August, early August, they announced that they were beginning settling Liberland. And I just thought, wow, it's actually happening. I was wondering if I would ever see this day, and now it's happening. I don't know how it's going to go. Um, You know, is the Croatian government going to step in and take control of the property? Uh, What's going to transpire here? But, you know, they deserve a lot of credit for, uh, for making something happen here. And according to an update posted to liberlandpress.com uh, this is an update from the end of august so they in the beginning of august announced that settlement was pro, uh, was was going forward and then uh, a few weeks in there was this update posted from michael tucknick he says developments in liberland and by the way there's a photograph of people actually building a, a wooden home so like something's going up Oh, good. Uh, They're occurring at an unprecedented pace. The marina is ready for construction. The first house has been built, and we are experiencing a daily influx of enthusiastic settlers. Wow. 
To meet the demands of this emerging community, the provisional government is instu- instituting a robust legislative framework for governance. And that all automatically kind of rubs me the wrong way because, yep. like, yeah, it, it, it rubs me the wrong way too because when people set out forms that say we well, have to be governed this way, then is that really liberty? And I would say no, because you're, you're no longer, you didn't consent to someone governing you. Well, the, I guess the argument is, yeah, you did consent because you went to Liberland knowing that there's, you know, this government that's going to control this thing. So, but it's like, like how long did these people put there. effort and, um, you know, care into to Liberland? There's all these Liberland fans. Mm-hmm. And then to for them to suddenly be like, oh, well, yeah, by the way. Government time. There's going to be government there. Yeah. I, I think that anyone who put effort into Liberland should have seen that there was going to be a government because there's a guy walking around calling himself the president. Uh, they mm-hmm. they obviously see one of the problems with with the system as we know it, the world as we know it, humans as we know them, is that. People believe in the nation state concept, whether we agree with it or not. And I think I can speak for all three of us here that we're not big fans nope, of the, the concept I'm of a nation not. state. Right? Definitely not. So we're not. But most people believe in nations. They believe that uh, their nation's the best nation, wherever it is they happen to be. Rah, you know, rah, rah, America. Yeah, wherever their mom happened to give birth to them is the best <laughs> place in the world. And, uh, and that this is a very common attitude among people. So in order for Liberland to become a nation— they have to act like one, and that means they have to have a governmental structure, and they have to, you know, uh, talk to these other thugs in these other quote-unquote nations, which, again, nation is just an idea. It's not a real thing. It's just a thing that—it's like a common um, viewpoint that people have, but it's a, it's a belief in something that is just—that is—it's not real. You cannot right. point to a nation. Yeah. Okay? It's you can't just an point, idea. You can't point to the United States of America and call it a nation. I yeah. asked um, the— what is she called? Ticket master lady, the lady who gives tickets to cars. Mm. Um, parking enforcer. Parking enforcer at my trial. Actually, what is the city of Keene? And then the um, prosecution guy was just like, objection. It's just like, <laughs> why am I being prosecuted for breaking something called the city of Keene's laws? And I'm not even allowed to ask the witness what, what this thing yeah. is. Yeah, what is the city of Keene? Who is the city of Keene? Can the city of Keene come on the stand? Right. It's a group of people is what it is. Yeah. Actually, the city of Keene is a group of strangers who have come together to dominate other strangers and force them into their particular belief system and their structure of things that they think you have to do in order to live in a given arbitrary geographic area. So, unfortunately, Liberland, the people who are, quote-unquote, running the so-called government of Liberland, maybe they're libertarians, but they have to pretend to believe in the government. Maybe they're small government libertarians. Maybe they really do believe in having a a government, a minimal uh, government or whatever, but they have to talk to these thugs in Croatia. They have to talk to, you know, other governments. There was an article that I was reading that they reached out to— the uh, the president of uh, El Salvador at one point to talk about Bitcoin and uh, the El Salvadoran president you know wrote something nice about them I guess hmm. so they're they're constantly trying to be legitimate in the minds of the rest of the world in order to get these other nation state people to acknowledge their existence and say you know if they can get the president of El Salvador to say Liberland is a real nation. 
And then they can get like five other uh, people, you know, president types of different countries to acknowledge Liberland as a real place. It's just so weird. I've always heard of this concept, like when something wants to be independent, like Mm -hmm. when I think it was Serbia used to be something else and then it turned into Serbia. Well, like there was other countries like Russia accepted Serbia's nation like why did i don't know it's just weird like why do people wait and hang on the words of other bureaucrats in other countries to be like well i accept that you really exist i don't know i mean in addition to adopting the croatian building safety standards and hygiene standards which i mean they're out in the middle of the swamp i don't know how hygienic uh there's essentially just means like you're not supposed to pour your you know waste into the river you gotta Mm. have something yeah, for your waste, for whatever your that's going to be. Uh, the challenge, they say, lies here. Uh, okay, so uh, the stated purpose of Liberland's government is to protect life, liberty, and property. Criminal activity poses the greatest threat to these values. Therefore, it is incumbent upon Liberland to establish a criminal law system. The challenge lies in the constant competition between crime and law enforcement. This is a race that began thousands of years ago, and the current players are sophisticated. Simply put, a high level of sophistication is required for any crime-fighting activity, a level that may not be readily provided by a settlement of enthusiastic citizens. In summary, starting simple is not an option. The minimum acceptable level is quite high. To address this, the provisional government has issued new criminal law guidelines. The essence of this law is as follows. Crime is an international phenomenon and must therefore be combated internationally. That alone... That's so weird. Sounds yeah, really creepy. That, that creepy. does sound a little creepy because it's like, the globe is full of crime. We gotta combat it internationally. Also, it's just like, if I punch Riley in the face... Sorry, Riley, it's just an example. If I punch <laughs> Riley in the face, that's a crime. Why it's is it international? international? Yeah, yeah. No, what ridiculous. does it have to do with people in China? I'm almost wondering if they're trying to make themselves look good on the public stage by making sure that they appear to not be a place to harbor Criminals. Uh, sex traffickers or, yeah. or people like that's, that. I think that's what they're trying yep. to do. But in in doing that, they are wiping away any semblance of uniqueness and liberty friendliness that this place would have had. But I haven't even gotten to the worst part. So this is just them explaining what's coming next, okay? Oh, it's an international phenomenon. It must be combated internationally. The provisional government will reach out to international partners, most notably Croatia, to establish a treaty or system of treaties for effective international solutions to criminal activity. As an interim measure, Liberland will adopt the entire body of Croatian criminal legislation as its own criminal law. It will... If, I mean, you could stop there and be done with this this project, but the next sentence, it will also allow Croatian criminal police and justice systems to operate within Liberland's territory. Right. That's, that's just ridiculous. That is ridiculous. It's like, oh, we're just, we're giving up our sovereignty as a nation or whatever. Oh, no, but just it's just interim. Croatia. No, 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 guys, it's an interim measure. Yeah, so sure So they're going to tell is. Croatia you to know, go take a you know, hike. Ian, oh. there's nothing more permanent than the government program. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And that's such a good point. Like, it, even though it's supposed to be interim, like, do you think Croatia is going to be okay with, like, suddenly losing a little bit of power? Especially if a bunch of people move there. Yeah, I mean, this sounds to me like they are they are immediately ceding control right. to Croatia. It's just a bad part of Croatia to go live in. It's a swamp in Croatia right. instead of going and living, <laughs> living in, city. like, a city there. Yeah. 
Uh, They say here, it's a temporary solution, but we believe it's the best approach to secure the life, liberty, property, and happiness of our citizens and settlers. How hard is it to just write down... You Thou shall not kill. You will be, yeah, you will be <laughs> yeah. asked to leave if you do these things. And if you actually kill someone, we're going to hand you over maybe to Croatia or something like that. Like something they can't handle Or we'll at just the deal most. with you here. Or you just get Are kicked gonna, out for like stealing. Right. Because like you, you've got a small group of settlers. I don't know how many dozens of people it is at this point, if even two dozen, right? It's a small group. I saw a picture. It looked like maybe 12 people. Maybe not everybody's in the picture, though. So let's, let's just say it's two dozen people. Uh, at this point, somebody does something naughty. They uh, they set something on fire or they punch somebody or whatever. You have to deal with that right then and there. You're not going to be able to get on uh, a cell phone, call the mainland of Croatia and have the Croatian police come out and break up a fight. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like that's not going to happen. Number one. Uh, but if it does, then the Croatians are going to say, well, you're going to try to use our services without paying for them. Because, you know, our, our taxpayers are paying for these police. Now you want the police to come respond hmm. to your island? No, 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 no. You're going to have to pay Croatian taxes, too, if you want Croatian police protection. I don't know how much so better you know it would be coming. if they made their own Liberland pork rangers. That's a reference to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. They have their own um, people well, that go around. They do have a police force. They mentioned it earlier. It's called Community Watch. Most of Europe is not that great for liberty. Um, but neither is the United States. And the reason we're talking about that is because in Alabama, not one of the uh, freest places for just, um, you know, personal freedoms. It's not at all. It's a police state. In Alabama, a man, a band director for the high school where he lived around Birmingham, was tased by police for not stopping his students' performance. See, Let's, to me, as, we, as before we get into the story, this this whole, the first sentence you read just sounds ridiculous. Like, it, it why, why are the police not, why are the police wanting to tase a guy for not stopping the performance? Why are they involved in this, like, high school band performance at all? Right. It's very weird. Oh, this says it is in Birmingham. I thought it was, like, outside of. So, what began as a routine, oh, this is from NPR. And what began as a routine band performance of Talking Out the Side of Your Neck by Cameo, I guess that's the name of a song. Mm-hmm. I know that that means um, like talking crap to someone, mm. but it's like a really weird way to say it. Like, why are you talking out the side of your neck to me? It is weird. <laughs> I, I don't know why it means that. I've just heard it used. So, and Cameo is apparently an artist. So yeah, a high school was performing Talking Out the Side of Your Neck by Cameo at an Alabama high school football game. And it ended in a troubling confrontation when a police officer tased the marching band director for refusing to stop the music. Oh, okay, I got to interrupt you here. Croatia is, uh, according to the Cato.org Human Freedom Index of 2022, it actually is in the top 40. It's number 40. Uh, it's, so it's a higher freedom ranking than Ser- nearby Serbia. Hmm. And it is higher than uh, Bulgaria, France, Georgia, Seychelles, uh, many others, Singapore, Barbados. So, not bad. I guess it's a little better than we thought. I mean, there's like 200 countries. It's not like they're 40 out of a million. And where's the U.S. on here? U.S. at number 23 on this list. By wow, the land of the free. Yeah, yeah, not <laughs> not number one. Switzerland, apparently number one, according to this, uh, with the most personal and economic freedom averaging out to... I did forget about them when I was saying Europe isn't that great. A score of 8.94 out of 10. 
By comparison, Croatia scored a 7.86. I wonder how socialist uh, Switzerland is, because I, I hear about it being not that bad uh, for, for liberties, mm. but are they like taking a bunch of your money out of your account? By the way, these are pre-COVID numbers, it appears. Uh, so I think they got a, they probably would still be at number one because they didn't do as bad as most mm. other countries, and especially not ones in Europe. Top five are uh, Switzerland, New Zealand, Estonia, Denmark, and Ireland. Wow, Estonia. Uh, so anyway, there you go. That was to wrap up our conversation about Liberland, Croatia. Not as bad as we previously had presumed. Maybe they had to choose between Serbia and Croatia, and they chose Croatia because it's a little better. I still don't think Sounds it's a good like idea. It, yeah. yeah. Serbia's down at number 69 on the list wow. with a score of 7.16 out of 10. All right. Anyway, back to your Alabama, was it? Yes. Yep. Um, this is a high school in Birmingham, Alabama. So... This man got tased for not stop, refusing to stop the music, and he's the director of the band okay. at um, for the football game. The altercation occurred Thursday around 9 p.m. local time after a game at Jackson Olin High School in Birmingham, Alabama. Sorry. Yeah, after the game. Minor High School band, Minor's the name, so Minor High School's the name of the high school. Hmm. Band director, Johnny Mims, who's 39, and his ensemble of 145 students were about a minute away from being done with their final song, the classic Talking Out the Side of Your, your Neck by Cameo. <laughs> the classic. Yeah. Does it actually say that? Or <laughs> no, that I just said that, that yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so they're about a minute away from being done with the last song. So mm-hmm. it's not like they had just started and the police were like, we have a good reason. Stop the music. And the, he was like, no, we're going to go for the next two hours. It was a minute away from being over. So that's just kind of important to know, I mm-hmm. think. So his ensemble of 145 students were about a minute away from being done with their final song when a police officer approached the podium. According to both Mims and the Birmingham Police Department, officers asked Mims to stop the performance so they could clear out the stadium. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Mims responded that the song was about to end and the performance was agreed on by both schools, like both fighting uh, football teams. Mm-hmm. Nothing we were doing at the time was being a danger to the community, fans, or the school, Mims told NPR on Monday. Everyone was enjoying themselves. That's the part I'm having a hard time grappling with. As the students finished their performance, officers attended to arrest Mims for not complying. Police said the band director refused to place his hands behind his back and allegedly pushed an officer. I definitely feel really uh, like sad for this guy because it's just ridiculous what happened to him. It sounds so traumatic. Uh, he says Mim- it says Mims is still recovering physically from the arrest. He said he continues to be haunted by the incident, mm. specifically seeing his students scream and cry as he was tased. Right. Wow, that's really yeah, sad. Let's, tra- let's traumatize these high schoolers and remind them of why they should never trust the police. Yeah, exactly. And, and the police the police are just doing their jobs, but you know, their job is a terrible one because it's traumatizing people. Their job isn't as uh, nice as teaching 145 students how to play music. Right. Um, it says Mims has been a band director for Minor High School since 2018. He credits his passion for music to his teachers who introduced him to the violin, cello, and saxophone. And that's why he pursued music education and became a teacher. Quote, I'm a Christian guy and I'm called to forgive, but this situation makes me more apprehensive about the police. Unquote. Mm. And that's nice. Yep. He's saying that he forgives, but 
You, you can't just, you can forgive, but you can't just um, you stop can't having PTSD. The, yeah, you can't forget the lessons or the experience that you had. Yep. He says, you may not know what their intentions might be, even when you're doing something positive. Well, they don't understand you doing something positive because that's not in their wheelhouse. Nope. They just serve the state. Mims added that he is on administrative leave with pay as part of protocol while the school district investigates what happened. Wow. Walter Gonsolin, superintendent of Jefferson County Schools, said in in a statement, I am in the process of gathering all the facts and feel it would be inappropriate to comment further until that process is complete. I urge everyone not to jump to conclusions. Tasers are among the most common use of force in police departments, according to the FBI. But there is very little data on the federal or local level of how often they are deployed or turn fatal. A Reuters analysis from 2020 documented more than 1,000 cases of deaths related to police use of tasers, hmm. largely between 2000 and 2018, and found that black Americans were disproportionately impacted, which Mims is a black guy. I just think it's crazy to just tase someone for not listening to you. And uh, that shows that the, that person obviously is not in control of their emotions and shouldn't be working out in a professional field where you're supposed to deal with people. And it just goes to show, too, that, you know, people, people trust the, the yeah, people trust the cops. People supposedly trust these people with badges. Well, but if they yet, do, they've never had any interactions. No, they've never had any interactions. And maybe the only interactions they have are, are quote unquote, are positive reactions. But, you know, those of us who have seen what police do, who see, who have interacted with police, especially here in New Hampshire, trying to film court in, inside a courthouse, we know that these police aren't going to be on your side. They don't really want to be in favor of what you're doing when it comes to filming government bureaucrats at work. Yep. It, they just know that it's us against them. That's how they feel. They feel it's us, the cops, against them, the subjects, which is what they call you, by the way. Uh, so it does appear from the footage I'm seeing over at the Law and Crime Network page on YouTube or on their channel. Uh, this does appear to be, by the way, for the record, since you mentioned he's black, this is a black-on-black event. The police officers in this particular case were black men as well. So I think this is actually a really interesting case because most of the time when we hear things in the media about somebody being violated by the police, it's white cops against a black guy, but it's not always. It, yeah, and not in that uh, Memphis one where that, those six guys killed that one guy. That's another good example. That one was incredibly brutal. This Disgusting. guy luckily survived yeah. uh, this attack. But, but the thing is, like, how they don't go, hey, wait, uh, uh, Mr. Mims, do you have a, a heart pacer or whatever they're called Mm -hmm. uh or anything like that like it could have killed him you the idea that like shocking somebody with a taser isn't always like you got to be sure that you don't want to like kill this person like i don't think they care yeah um i i think i don't know there may have been a white cop there but definitely it looks like these were black cops so i think the important takeaway here is it's not about white versus black it's about people who have power who are wielding power over other human beings, no matter what their color is. Certainly, it seems like black people um, are targeted more often, disproportionately, perhaps, uh, as compared to others. But clearly, a black man with power is going to do the same thing that a white man with power is, which is to say, abuse somebody. And that's because- Absolutely, yeah. And 
that brings up the idea of the Jones Plantation by Larkin Rose, where people with power are going to abuse you no matter no matter how you vote with that power or vote for that power to be used. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Chuck in Washington, you're on the air. What's on your mind, Chuck? Yeah, I just wanted to mention I'm listening to you guys in KTOX, uh, Needles, California, 1340 AM on the the Internet. And uh, I think a lot of these problems that we see with cops, and I went down a rabbit hole Bonnie was describing uh, a couple months ago with, you know, these Internet videos and YouTube and these videos that are generated by just really bad law enforcement professionals Mm. and bringing a bad name upon their profession and their department. Lackluster does a really good job of uh, making videos on YouTube. The guy, that's his uh, YouTube handle or whatever, Lackluster. Uh, But uh, I think a lot of these things that we see in America today as far as American policing on American streets could be addressed when they hire these bozos. If I was a a city manager or a mayor or or whatever or put in charge of the uh, hiring process for 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 a police officer, I would not go with anybody that wants to be a police officer. Hmm. They would be eliminated. I would go with the people that wanted to be a teacher. They wanted to be a banker. And then they saw a, a, uh, 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 an advertisement for a, for a cop opening position at your local jurisdiction there hmm. and then went and decided to do that. I get, I get people, where you're coming from, Chuck, but I think yeah. the problem you're going to run into here and I believe it was the Stanford prison experiment that showed this. The problem yeah. we're going to run into here is that power corrupts. Bonnie, you mentioned this earlier. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. But you want to keeping the people out who are seeking these positions. I get that. That 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 makes sense uh, because those people are probably more likely to be the power seeking types. Might but, make uh, slow yeah. down the process a little. Power but, but the problem. Not Jack Tripper. Power Tripper. The problem is the fact that that power exists. It will corrupt even those who were not necessarily seeking it. I mean, like you mentioned teachers. There are teachers that I've had the displeasure to be taught by in my life that the, the power of being teacher corrupted them and yeah, they became sure. like, uh, you know, Nazis. I've seen a government janitor here in Keene, New Hampshire, act like a little power <laughs> sick freak. We saw a old lady crossing guard yep. smack Derek J in the face for filming her. Yeah. So wow. I think that's your problem. And if you look at the Stanford prison experiment, there's been a lot of documentation about it over the years. But for listeners that aren't familiar with it. Um, essentially, there was a uh, college professor who put together this study, and it's been quibbled with over the years. And it's, I think it's one of those things that they can't do anymore because it technically was not ethical. Uh, so, like, you know, normally when you have a study, you come up with certain results, and then someone else should be able to duplicate that study to come yep. up with the same results. Yeah. They can't do that with the Stanford Prison Experiment because it wasn't an ethical study to begin with, as I understand it. 
Um, but essentially what they did was they took uh, college students who were willing to participate in a study. They did not know what kind of study it was going to be. And so if I recall correctly, they drew straws to determine who was going to play the certain roles in the study. And it was a prison study. And the prisoners were the college students and the guards were also the college students. And that's what they drew straws for. So they, would, they didn't attract anyone into the study who was specifically looking to be a prison guard. They just had some college kids, right? And then the, the guard roles were handed out randomly. And what they found was that the guards behaved as prison guards behaved. They were corrupt. They were more prone to uh, abusing, people. abusing the prisoners. Yeah. The prisoners acted as prisoners are expected to uh, behave in the study. It's absolutely fascinating for anyone that has never taken the time to actually look into uh, the Stanford Prison Experiment. The guy who created the study, Phil Zimbardo, if I recall correctly, uh, he's written extensively, as I said, about this. It's sort of what he uh, he made his name off of. But he was the warden, if you will, of the facility, the manager of the facility. And he had to stop the uh, the study, I think it was like several days in, after his girlfriend at the time had told him that he has he had gone too deep, uh, that he was getting into the role as well of being the warden in the in the study and had lost any kind of level of um, dis- disconnection from it, like he was uh, cor- corrupt isn't the right word, but he had lost his sight of what he was. He trying was to, like, well, to I do. remember uh, specifically her saying, yeah. like, you need to stop this um, thing because of what the students are doing to each other, and he was yeah. like, no, it must go on. Right, yeah, he was the just experiment being must continue. Experiment must continue. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and it really just showed that even people who weren't seeking power could become sick by it. We've got Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, what's on your mind? Well, I tell you, the vast majority of law enforcement goons that wind up being listed on the Officer Down Memorial page are not there as a result of armed resistance against the hostile government. Um, I mean, they wind up driving off the road and splattering into trees. They're writing up a crash and a drunk driver comes along or uh, they're uh, confronting a burglar. And, I mean, the government has this law against burglary for a reason, and burglary is a violation of somebody's rights. It's a non-aggression principle violation, and so the cops are there to bust the burglar for good reason. Mm -hmm. But uh, every once in a while, there is a a freedom fighter out there who takes out one or more enemy law enforcement goons. Sounds uh, like a bad idea. Yeah, I think it's a bad idea, definitely, too, because you're doing violence against people. Well, they're doing violent. They're uh, thugs that are on a mission to commit unprovoked violence against innocent people. And so, uh, anyway, Saturday in Palmdale, California, a deputy sheriff was sitting in a marked uh, deputy, marked sheriff's vehicle in uniform, and a human being uh, went up there. The uh, the cop was waiting at a red light. This is uh, I've seen a number of cases where cops have been uh, taken out while waiting at a red light because uh, that's where they're vulnerable. And uh, the human uh, shot the cop and left, and somebody came along eventually and noticed and uh, called it in. And the cop got rushed to the hospital in critical condition and died in the hospital. So that cop is on the uh, Officer Down Memorial page. Okay, but but that cop was sitting at a red light at that time. So how can you say that he was hurting people? Uh, It's kind of like when 
the, the Battle of Concord, where you've got the enemy soldiers approaching. These are or- members of an organized force that is on a mission to intimidate the humans into obeying a multitude of blatantly unjust laws. It's the yeah, same but that doesn't justify that doesn't justify glorifying their deaths. Yeah, I, honestly, that story makes me sad. It's like that person could have had the opportunity. What if that guy went up to him and started a conversation with him and got him thinking, and then? He decided what he was doing was wrong. Wouldn't that be a better oper- or outcome than just shooting him in the head and killing him? The abolitionists tried reasoning with the crazy people. You can't get anywhere trying to reason with them. It's a, it, uh, well, this is collectivism, uh, yeah. by the way, what you're doing here. And Tom, you represent yourself as some sort of a liberty-minded person, but here you are collectivizing the police as though they're all the same and that none of them have any hope of ever thinking any differently than what they currently do. And I agree they're all bastards, but I also agree that they're all individuals who some of them probably can't be reasoned with them, and some of them might be able to be talked out of it. Well, I you met one recently. His name's Brad, right. uh, and he's a former law enforcement officer. And former, no, no longer a bastard. Well, they're all members of an organized force that is on a mission, and they all chose to enlist in the police And they should have the right to choose to stop, and that's what Brad uh, ended up doing at some point after he, well, actually, I think they tried to run him out of the police department, but they were unsuccessful at running him out, and then he decided to quit on his own volition. But um, had you, uh, you know, had somebody just pulled up at a stoplight and put a gun uh, and shot Brad, then we wouldn't have him today. He was at yeah. the, the hearing as well. Uh, I know you were there, Tom, so thanks for coming yeah. out. But Brad was also there, and you would have cheered his death uh, mm. if, he were, if he was a police officer back when he was. But he decided to come out against the war on drugs and uh, they tried to come after him for that, and, and he's a hero for, uh, for standing up for freedom. Story from Atlanta. The city mistakenly torn do- tore down this man's home. Now they're suing him for 68 k in demolition costs. That's insane. It is. First, the city demolished his home. Now they're trying to foreclose on the property to pay for the $68,000 in demolition costs. Wow. The whole time, an Atlanta man said the paperwork had the wrong address on it. I'm not going to let the city take this from me. I'm going to fight them tooth and nail, said homeowner Everett Tripodis. Whoa, Hmm. his name is Tripodis, I guess, Hmm. but it literally says Tripodis. Okay. It's Hmm. just an empty lot now, but the city demolished his southwest Atlanta home. Now Tripodis told Channel 2 consumer investigator Justin Gray that he has been served with a lawsuit from the city of Atlanta saying they intend to foreclose and take the property. When I saw that coming from the city, I was quite excited. Maybe it was a letter of apology. <laughs> <laughs> maybe no, it was a check. don't apologize. Yeah, maybe it was a check, he said. Yeah, <laughs> they could afford it. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. what's so absurd, absurd about this. Right. This is the city of Atlanta. I mean, there's a multi-million dollar city, right? That's probably right. a billion dollar city or something. There's a lot Huge of city. revenues there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I opened it up and realized that they were suing me, Tripodis said. Gray first reported in March how before tearing down the house, the city sent its notices that a city inspector found the house to be unfit for habitation to the wrong addresses. Oh, no. So before tearing it down, certified letters were returned to sender. I'm a little confused about that. The city sent its notice that a city inspector found the house unfit for habitation to the wrong addresses, mm-hmm. and certified letters were returned to sender. I'm guessing uh, Everett or whatever his name has returned the 
the letters to the to the people to the city. It's just a little confusing because it says um, the city sent its notices that the inspector found it for uh, found that to the wrong addresses. I, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, maybe you're right. He just returned it to sender. Even the official demolition hearing notice was for Lawton Avenue zip code. 30314. But Tripodis's home is on Lawton Street, which is in the 30310 zip code, about mm. 1.4 miles away. Wow. Okay. So, like, no way to even confuse these two except for the name of the street. Right. Our Channel 2 action story got the attention of the city council. A review of the city's demolition or in rem process reported to the city council in April that some property owners were unaware their homes were up for demolition. Mm. Whoa. That sounds dangerous. Like people can yeah, be in that's, there. Yeah, that's really dangerous and really frightening that a, a group of strangers calling themselves a city could do something like that. Yes, it really is scary. Um, but now, even after those problems were flagged to city leaders, Tripodis got served with a lawsuit. The city is alleging that the property should be sold at public outcry unless one or more of the interested parties tenders the full redemption amount. Sounds legal easy. Hmm. That amount with interest is now more than $68,000 in demolition costs. After you air the story, everyone sees it. Instead of them fixing the problem, they double down and do it again. It's like after the slap comes the spit in my face. I'm just frustrated, Tripodis hmm. said. It's crazy. Tripodis had already fl- filed a lawsuit against the city for demolition. Hmm. That's still stuck in the Fulton court system. I guess Fulton's the county or something? Yep, yep. He only has a matter of a few weeks to respond to the foreclosure suit. Gray contacted the mayor's office about this story. Um, they tell us they are researching the situation. So that's it. That's it. It's just a crazy, crazy story. That to me. that to me is really a tragic story because mm. you know here a man lost his home to a group of strangers calling themselves a city all because they made a stupid mistake. And they're not willing to apologize. No, they don't apologize. They're not going to apologize. And they don't care about apologizing. They just want their, their money. And so it says he sued the city in response to them uh, destroying his home. Right. But that's still dragging through the court system. Meanwhile, the city is now suing him for $68,000. And only giving him a couple weeks to respond. That's yeah. ridiculous. Is that, does that mean the city gets like preference in the court system? They get their, their case heard first? Because if he hmm. filed first, shouldn't his case get heard first? I would think point. so. But, you know, the courts like to favor their own, it sounds yeah. like. What do and I know? I agree. It does sound to me like they're doubling down. Like mm-hmm. they can't be shown to have, uh, you know, done something wrong. I don't know. Well, it's already been proven that they did something wrong, but they don't want to be actually, you know, punished for it. Because these are people who aren't used to repercussions. They're used to acting uh, and doing whatever they want. Well, there won't be any repercussions for them, even if the lawsuit that the man filed against the city, even if that lawsuit is successful... It's not as though whichever city bureaucrat signed off on the form with the wrong address on it, somebody made that mistake, okay, whoever it was, mm-hmm. in whatever department, somebody's name is on that, that notice, and that person is not going to be debited 60, $68,000. That person, whoever that bureaucrat is, isn't going to have to pay for this man's right. house or property or anything no. like that. If the city ever does for, is forced by the court system to cut this man a check, it's going to be the taxpayers that are on the hook. Not the bureaucrats themselves. So they have no responsibility. For no, this. they really don't. It's the taxpayers, unfortunately. Now, I would love to see the city bureaucrats be punished, but that will never happen. 
Tim Ballard's departure from Operation Underground Railroad followed sexual misconduct investigation. So for those who don't know, Operation Underground Railroad is this alleged uh, sex trafficking uh, organization that goes after sex traffickers. Oh, is this that movie? Yeah, it's it's based on Tim Ballard's life. What's the movie called? Sound of Freedom. Yes. Sound so of Freedom. That's I've right. been following Tim Ballard and his operation for a while because huh. of a journalist by the name of Lynn Packer hmm. who has done work on showing that they are actually not what they claim they are. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, they're, they're, they've been really dishonest in their practices regarding who they're finding, how they're finding them, and Tim Ballard... Hasn't been an honest man. So are you saying this guy's a grifter? Yes. And are you saying that this um, guy was doing this journalism, um, uh, showing what Operation Underground Railroad was really like before the movie? Oh, yeah. He's been doing it for years. I think if you look up Lynn Packer, which is L-Y-N-N, that's Lima, Yankee, November, November on YouTube, Lynn Packer, you'll find his videos for quite some time talking about Operation Underground Railroad and... So what do they purport to be? They're, they're supposedly out there they're somehow They're supposedly interdicting... anti-sex trafficking mm-hmm. and they're all about trying to break up sex trafficking rings in foreign countries so children don't get sex trafficked. And they blow out, they, they overblow statistics on who's being helped or whatever and it's just it's just a strange story. So, yeah, that's the only reason that this is really interesting to me, because if it was just like, oh, the head of some CEO of some water bottle company, mm-hmm. you know, was um, he left after you know, a sexual misconduct investigation. It's not that interesting, but it is interesting when it's uh, the guy that's from that movie, Sound of Freedom, that all the Republicans were like, yeah, yeah this guy's rah, rah. a hero. He's a, he's a hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, have our heroes. I don't know. I just find it pretty interesting. Like, have either of you seen that movie? No. No, I have okay. not. I mean, you, you're blind, Riley, but I mean, you know <laughs> he, what I mean, he right? Listens to have you heard I the movie? I know what you mean, but do I... You, do you get, as an aside, do you as a uh, a blind person, do they have like accessible movies where they describe yes, what's they going do. on? Yep. Nice. We'll have to we'll have to watch one together sometime. <laughs> that would be really fun. That would be fun. Um, is there actually like video on the on the, the track, or is it just there's? It just... Well, it depends. I mean, some if you get it on like a if you if you go to Netflix and watch a video, there is usually a setting to turn on description for that video, so you can ah, okay. listen to the audio described track while you're watching the movie. Interesting. Okay, that so, is interesting. I so it's somehow never really thought about that. It's somehow able to have the dialogue of the movie. Yep. And there's somebody who's telling you so and so does X Y Z or yep. whatever. And they they tell you what comes up on the screen and well, like if okay. there's if the there's like dialogue where there's subtitles they'll mm-hmm. read the subtitles. Neat. Interesting. Does it take longer? Do you know? Like, do they actually pause the, the movie? No, they sense, don't pause right? the movie. They just okay. they just double track they the movie and put the track over the di- uh, over the movie. It fit. It all fits. Okay. Yep. All right. Neat. Um, that's really interesting. I never thought about like watching a movie with Riley. We could watch one like that. But anyways, so continuing on from this guy. So what's his <laughs> I'm name? I'm just this laughing. Dude? Uh, Tim Ballard. Tim Ballard. Tim Ballard. Yep. Okay. And I'm just laughing because like he's taking a picture in one of those in front of one of those. Um, you know how like this thing behind you? What's it called? Uh, this is called a step and repeat. It is a, a graphic banner that has logos on it, and you usually see people at like you know movie premieres or whatever standing in yes, front of. Yes, I things. guess. Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm going to sound so dumb now. 
I just realized it's Spanish and it says Libertad. He's standing in front of one that says a big in big words Libertad, okay. like like li- Liberty. Yeah. yeah. In Spanish, but I thought it said lib- libtard. <laughs> and I was like, I was going to say I was laughing because like, is this supposed oh to be God. a joke or something? And I just realized I just read it as libtard. <laughs> um, it looks like it's like labeling him like libtard. So we saw this. I think we saw this same story recently. Didn't didn't I? You commented it, but I, we didn't listen or read it. I don't think. Apparently this guy's been caught doing some naughty yeah. sex stuff, right? Like, I mean, yep. these are just allegations. I'm not mm-hmm. saying he did them, but it's just interesting that here he is being mm-hmm. caught doing doing sexual things. All right, let's get into some of the allegations. It says, Tim Ballard's exit from Operation Underground Railroad, or O-U-R, or R, earlier this year, followed an investigation into claims of sexual misconduct involving seven women, according to sources with direct knowledge of the organization. Sources familiar with the situation said that the self-styled anti-slavery activist who appears to be preparing for a Senate run Oh, I didn't hear that part before. Yep. Well, Mitt Romney step, is stepping down. And so in Utah, mm-hmm. he... Utah. So Sean Reyes, who's the current current attorney general, made a statement a while ago saying... The attorney yeah. general of Utah? Yep. Okay. And saying, oh, well, I'm going to run for attorney general again, but a friend and a patriot's going to be coming up soon to announce his run. And, and people are theorizing, yep, Tim Ballard's going to be the one that Sean Reyes... The attorney general, the so-called attorney general of Utah, was referring to. So this Tim Ballard guy, apparently, he is the uh, founder of Operation Underground Railroad. Yeah. Wow. And now he has stepped down from that organization, or uh, was he removed? Uh, it, apparently, he stepped down a few months ago. Okay. Now we're just hearing about it. Mm, interesting. Perry in California, you're on the air. What's on yeah. your mind, Perry? Yes. Yeah, uh... I want to say something about the police in one moment, but first I just wanted to mention real quick, uh, for a long time, the Democratic Party has been taken over by the communists. Now, they're, and they're also crazy. They're, 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 they're evil, crazy, and stupid, but they've been taken over, and they're working on, they've got some of the Republicans, too, don't get me wrong now, that, that now... They're working on the Republican Party. Now, once they get the Republican Party, if they get that far, uh, people are slowly waking up because they're the food prices and the gas prices and all the, all these different things, the, the invasion that we have at the border and so forth. However, what, what the, if, if we don't wake up fast enough and they do take over the Republican Party, uh, we're going to become Venezuela here in America. I don't know. Now, I, Venezuela, I, now Venezuela, they eat. They've eaten all their cats and dogs. They've eaten them all. There's, if you go to that country, they say you can't even find a cat or a dog because yeah. they had to eat them. Yeah, I, I agree. That, like Venezuela was a terrible thing that happened. Um, socialism happened. Do, but the thing about it here is, no, I think the that they need. Saying, they need this the, uh, pretend back and forth. Like they don't want to just make it Democrats are the only option because then. They would be too. Op- the The problem with the United States is they're just more subtly oh, yeah, absolute they're, they're doing dictatorships. It subtly. They're they're bring their power in subtly. It doesn't matter who's in power. If Republican, Democrat, Trump, Biden, whatever, they're all the same. Well, yeah. the Republicans are already socialists. Okay, right. so let's let's make sure we're clear. They're not going to be communist openly, likely at any point, because they're already socialist enough. They support big government. They make the government bigger every time they get control. They want you to pay for their 
retirement funds and their, their police wars. and their wars, yeah. their, their protection. The, the military is just a big socialist program. So, right. I mean, the government is already run Work by socialists. welfare. Well, yeah, yeah, but uh, what I'm going to say is that uh, you're 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 right. Uh, but the, the the thing is is we don't have to continue in the same direction. You know, the people are supposed to be the power. Remember, I, the, the people. I mean, no, we we are, but they're monitoring you right now. The government's yes, listening they are. to you. They your, are. Your, your, you know, your station's being monitored. I'm telling you. Oh, we know that for yeah, a fact. It is. We know that for a and, fact. And. And the thing is, is that, um, you know, I really love America, okay? Well, I, give I, up I, on I it. It's still, over. Yeah, it's over, dude. The empire's it's collapsing. It's just it's, propaganda it's from the beginning. It's not completely over, I don't think. What What could you possibly it, do to change The American its dream is over because of the rate of inflation. Well, well we've got to get uh, people in there that are... Christian constitutional dude, people conservatives have been that, saying that, 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 that truly believe in the I don't really want to be ruled by those types of people. Is this Perry? Was that his name, Perry? Perry, listen. Uh, Listen to me, man. No, no, no. I'm not not getting rid of you here. I just want to make sure you're clear on this. People have been saying what you are saying right now for as long as I have been alive. It has been going on for long before that. For for generations, people have been saying, we just got to elect the right people to the Washington, D.C. And you know what happens? Every single time. Power corrupts, absolutely. Power corrupts. So even if you do elect the so-called right people, they too will be corrupted by the power, and they too will become scum. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Well, yeah, there's over 10,000 lobbyists in Washington, including countries and corporations and so forth. And they're paying off. You're right. You're absolutely right about that. They're giving them money. And they they, they wine and dine them in limousines and everything. They do everything. to get what they want. Uh, yeah, what it, makes you it, think you're going to change that? You, you can't change that I'll, by I'll voting. Give you, I'll give you an example. Uh, H&R Block has lobbyists. Mm-hmm. And they, 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 they like the idea of having it complicated, our tax. Uh, Absolutely. You know. It makes billions now, if we for had them. A, if, if we just had a simple flat tax, uh, mm-hmm. a, a simple con- consumption tax. Well, how come the Republicans food, aren't doing that? Not on food, not on food, not on clothing, not on property. Private yeah. property should be... Shouldn't be taxed at all. There should be no pro- tax right. on private property. Sure. But but the thing is, if we had a flat tax, you get rid of all the, uh, the the IRS. They can be abolished. We don't need them anymore. You know, they've been talking about this. this. This is called the so-called fair tax, and they've been talking about this since before this show moved to New Hampshire. It's been twenty almost twenty years. Yeah, that I've, been I've heard about, about it this. for a long time too, when nothing's yeah, been but, done about but it. On the, on the streets, you don't hear about people talking about it. You don't hear people talking about it. Because people all on things. the streets don't have time for this crap. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.